Welcome to The Dental Brief, the world's direct, right-to-the-point podcast produced to get you the information you need to learn and grow your practice. To learn more about our guests and find links to information discussed on our show, visit our website, dentalbrief.com. On to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. I have with us today um, an orthodontist, someone who um, has some insight that I think everyone's going to love today. Um, Dr. McCarthy, say hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Patrick. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, you know, we're so happy to have you here. I think this is going to be great for our audience. It's going to be a very useful uh, 10 to 15 minutes of um, for everyone. Um, behind you, you have a sign that says uh, the business of happiness. Um, you have a website called the biz of um, Like I said, you're an orthodontist. Yes. Um, I think people can kind of see where we're going to go with today's episode a little bit. Um, so let's talk about happiness. Let's start with telling me how you became a dentist. What made you decide uh, to become a dentist and then to become an orthodontist? Absolutely. I mean, I think most of us come into dentistry in very similar ways. We have this love of science and artistry and then a real passion for giving back to our community. And many of us have this really excited, burning, all uh, entrepreneurial spirit as well. And so sure. all of those things come together so beautifully in dentistry. And that was what excited me about dentistry and then also about orthodontics, which I love. And what happened to me a couple of years ago, actually several decades ago now, is that I woke up one day having achieved the, my dream. I was an orthodontist. I had all the fancy orthodontist things. I had my orthodontic practice, the beautiful house that had orthodontics had afforded me. I had a wonderful team and I absolutely was miserable. I was terrified. I had set my goal in my sights, I wanted to be a dentist and then I wanted to be an orthodontist and own a practice. And every time I thought, well, when I finally own my own practice, I'll be happy. When sure. I finally reach a certain level of success financially, I'll be happy. You know, I bought the second house, we had the boat, we had the cars and everything felt stifling and felt terrifying. And I felt like I jumped on a train that I had set on the tracks, but a train that I couldn't get off of. And it was scary. And I, and I looked around at my colleagues and I saw many of the same things, you know, these incredibly brave men and women through the pandemic, supporting their teams financially and with health insurance and literally putting smiles on children's faces every day and being eaten up inside and of themselves with depression and anxiety and overwhelm. And out of that came the business of happiness, this pursuit of how can we achieve great success in our profession and financially and still find that inner fulfillment. Yeah, and you know, we talked a little bit about some of the challenges that uh, dentists have. Um, you know, and I, I think a lot of the problems that dentists have myself um, that I see that I talk to dentists about, they're problems that every type of business owner has, mm -hmm. um, most of them, right? They're not specific to dentists, but I think um, the way that dentists practice and how they are working in their businesses constantly while they're working on the business, they feel secluded and they kind of get on a little bit of an island. What, what type of challenges do you see and do, do when you get calls from dentists saying that, hey, I'm not very happy? What are you, what are you hearing? What are you seeing? Well, what I see is a lot of incongruity with their own personal values. You know, society has established a certain algorithm of what success should look like. And when we start out, we don't really take the time for ourselves to evaluate what matters 
to me. So success takes many different forms. And just because you're working five days a week and you have five days a week worth of patience and you're earning X amount of money doesn't mean that that's your version of success. How many of my friends do I know who have the boat and never get on the boat to enjoy it because they're so busy working so much? And that doesn't mean that I'm demonizing work. Some of us get so much joy and fulfillment out of work and yet feel guilty about it when we're away from our families. And we use that as an excuse to feel bad about ourselves because we're separated from our families. So I think the critical aspect is taking a step back and honoring what your own values are. And they might be very different from what you thought they should be. And they most certainly won't be what other people's values are. You know, you can't force your values on someone else but you shouldn't have to force others' values on you either. And I think that's when it feels uncomfortable, when your actions are out of integrity with your own values. Yeah, you know, I work with a a good amount of startups. Um, You know, prior to COVID, worked with a good amount of startups. Startups have been few and far between since COVID started, but it does seem that a lot of dentists go into building a practice or starting a practice or even buying a practice because they kind of feel like that's what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I do, I try to do always do my best at asking the type of questions to find out, are they doing this because they're really passionate about building something? Are they going to love the work or they just want the end result that they think is going to make them happy? Um, oftentimes I find that it's, they're not going to love the work. They just want what they, they think is, is going to make them happy. You, you talked about defining, Um, success. What's your definition of success for yourself? For myself, success is honoring those values of mine. You know, I learned that one of my greatest values about myself is growth. That's not true for everybody. Not everybody wants to keep growing. I love that. But it was actually a hard reality to face because it meant certain sacrifices in other arenas of my life. It meant that I had to have a different relationship in terms of my family and have not feel bad about it when I need, when I find myself you know, exploring a new business venture on a Saturday morning. That's a value of mine. That's something that makes me feel alive, but an uncomfortable one when it comes to society's judgment of it. So a lot of it is letting go of those judgments as well and honoring your values for what they really are, because I'm a better mom when I honor the values that are integral to my happiness. Sure. So this is a a question that I I just is kind of come to me listening to um, the points that you're making and the topic that we're discussing. So I may not, I'm probably not going to articulate this very well, but I think it's something that um, should be addressed. I think sometimes we're not happy um, because we have not properly defined success for us. We've maybe wanted to achieve something that we really didn't want to achieve or that didn't, you know, mean anything to us. I think sometimes we do get into a grind and it can make us miserable. And mm-hmm. on the other time, right? And so these are the types of things I know that you you help with. It. There's another thing that'll make us not happy, which is not doing what we know we're supposed to do. Absolutely. So people will, there's, you know, in my office, there's a few things that I talk about, like, I got to get to this. I got to get to this. I got to get to this. And mm-hmm. I get to this. There's no doubt that I'm not going to be happy with my work if I don't do what I know that I need to do, right? Because it's just, it's a, it's a crappy thing to do, right? It's just something that I don't like to do. How do you separate those two? I mean, not everything that we do every single day is, is going mm-hmm. to be happy. You mentioned children. I have children. 
they don't always make you happy, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. Um, so how do you separate those two? It's a great question. And I think it's a journey that we're always on. And there's always feedback, right? So whenever you find yourself in that place and you realize, oh, wait a minute, I'm on a trajectory that doesn't feel so good. It doesn't have to be terrifying or disastrous or mean that it's a failure. It's just feedback for you. So what we know really well how to do, or we should know really well how to do as leaders is delegate, delete, and automate. So whenever those little things come up and you think, well, this is the one thing I don't like doing in my business, but it's imperative in order to move the needle forward. Those are the three ways that I love to explore in terms of, okay, this has got to happen. It's sucking the happiness out of me. For a very simple example outside of dentistry, for me, that's meal prep. I have no interest in making meals. For a long time, I felt really bad about that until I realized it's not my value Eating healthy is my value, but I don't want to take the time to plan and prepare a meal. So how can I delegate that so that I'm still providing for my family and still eating in a way that is of value to me? And the same is true in business. What is it in my business process that I just don't love doing? And how can I find the best person for that position to take that over for me? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. When when you... when. It, how do I phrase this? What is the best time for someone to contact you? Like, I, I've got to imagine for some people, they let things go on, yeah. you know, way too soon. But when, when are some, what are some red flags that people should look at and they should say, Hey, I need some help with this. Um, I need some coaching. I need to get better. Um, I need someone, uh, you know, propping me up here. When is the time for them to do that? That's a great question. I mean, I think, I've felt in that low place before where I've realized that was driving my de- what was driving my decision making was fear. I was avoiding things and making decisions out of a place of fear instead of a place of empowerment. You know, we get all excited and jazzed up and we make great creative problem solving decisions when we're feeling great about ourselves. But when we feel really bad about ourselves and the world is happening to us, you know, the pandemic is happening to us, the economy is happening to us, that's when we start to feel out of control and we lose access to that part of our brain that can be really creative in problem solving. So I think whenever you're feeling like you're out of control and you just don't have the access to those really creative solutions, that's a great time to seek some help. And the other time is when life just feels dull. I don't believe we've been put on this earth or that we have this human experience to just get through the day, to make it over hump day, to make it to the weekend. I did the math once. And if you're only living for happiness one and a half days a week, in other words, Saturday and the morning of Sunday before you stress out Sunday evening for the, the manic Mondays, you're only living 78 days a year. And to me, that was unacceptable when I thought I can't show my children that that's what success is, is that success is only being happy for 78 days a year. And I hear often my clients say to me, you know, is there more to life than this? There's got to be more to life than this. And so I think if you hear that whisper of, man, there's got to be more than this, then that's a great time to seek support. Yeah, that's great advice. We got one last question for you. Um, we always love to give um, anyone in the dental community some tangible steps, some things that they can do today to mm-hmm. make a difference, to, to um, you know, to get closer to um, this, the goal of the subject of today's show. Um, what are some steps that I could take 
tomorrow? What are some steps I can take today? What are some steps that Dennis can take today to have a more happy, more fulfilled life? The simplest, easiest one is to step back and see what our three-year-olds did that, you know, and then what that is, is dream. It's the permission to dream because there was a point where you could dream, where you gave yourself the opportunity to dream without judgment, without expectations, without other people's opinions. You know, that three-year-old that's flying a car through the sky and she's a dragon one moment and she's a monster the next and a princess the next. But dream for yourself what you want in your life. 10 years from now, what would bring you the most joy and the most happiness? And allow all per, all those other expectations to fall away. Because when we dream, we give ourselves a goal, an endpoint, something else to head towards, a North Star, if you will, to head towards. And that begins to make that a possibility for ourselves. So often we think we've just trapped ourselves in the choices we've made, and that's not true. Because every invention around us, every social revolution, every incredible empire once started as a dream. And so that persistence on dreaming big is how Elon Musk gets to where he is. It's how all the greats become great is they give themselves permission to dream something even greater. And your happiness matters and your happiness counts as an incredible dream. That's great advice. And you're right. That's, that's excellent. I want to encourage our audience to check out your website, it's the biz of happiness.com. Um, when they go there, what are they going to find? They're going to find just great resources for how to find that happiness in business and also links to my blog, links to my social media, where there are always new challenges to help support with tangible tools that they can use every day to really allow themselves to find a new definition of success for themselves. Yeah, fantastic. We really appreciate your spirit. We appreciate your message. We appreciate you, what you're doing and how you're giving back. Um, Dr. McCarthy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And thanks for all you do. I appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Did you know you can weigh in on today's topic on Facebook? Search The Dental Brief on Facebook or visit our website, dentalbrief.com, and just follow the link. We look forward to having you join us again on another episode of The Dental Brief.